and welcome back to the last episode of season one on the puka circle podcast i have a very very good friend of mine as my last guest nico thank you so much for coming on the podcast the title to this is taco saved my life yes and if you want like i said after the headphones you can take them off if it's a little weird to wear them um, I just like keeping in mind on because I feel like sometimes I shout too much and then I'm like, this is like a way I, I know that I'm getting a little too into it. All right. So Nico, uh, just like any episode, we're going to start off with the first two questions of the season. I just want to get your input. Nothing crazy. Did you do you really believe that COVID was real or do you believe it was fake? And the reason I'm asking is because I feel like the government did, in my opinion, use it a lot. Which I believe COVID is real, but I, I think they took advantage of it and exploited fear into people to wear masks and to to do a lot of things. But I but do I believe COVID was real? Absolutely. But what are your thoughts? Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I definitely believe that it is real. Um. I mean, I'm sure we're probably gonna get into this later, but like in when I was in the hospital, uh, I was in the ICU unit and. Um, ICU already stands for a unit. Like, okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I thought you were about to break it down. I was like, what does no. ICU stand for? But yeah, yeah, yeah go Intensive ahead. care unit. But um, <laughs> anyways, there was uh, COVID patients there. So seeing it like firsthand, anytime that I was walking back and forth in the unit is just like scary. Um, I mean, I want to say like, yes, and no that I believe that the government was trying to like you know milk it but mostly like no because i mean masks definitely help us prevent from getting it Mm -hmm. um i definitely believe in the vaccines um i already had my third booster now there's like a different vaccine i'm not really sure what it is but Mm -hmm. i know you could get that but what was the question (laughs) uh basically um real or fake you said it's real obviously um, you answered all the questions. You said um, oh. y- they did milk it to the to the extent, but you were a first-hand believer and s- not well, watcher of seeing all these people coming to the hospital for yeah. COVID reasons, um, which basically sums it up. I mean, the only thing I, I would like to say is um, you when you were getting your uh, procedure done, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into more of a conversation later on, but this was the peak of COVID was that the peak of it it was kind of like the end it was like when people were like okay fuck it um i don't believe in this anymore mm. so that was kind of scary like, is that in 2021 if you don't mind me asking yeah yeah oh, okay so yeah it was towards kind of like more people also being tired of being you know restricted to a lot of things yeah. not saying it's right but you know what i mean like coming from a person's no around that time is when um a lot of restrictions were being lifted but a lot of people were still getting sick yeah so which made sense though right like um we put all these restrictions numbers are low mm-hmm. you let go of some of the restrictions numbers are going to get high normally like that yeah. that makes sense um but yeah so yeah we're both believers on covid obviously um and you know i like what you said they kind of milked it but to the point where they were just trying to keep people safe no matter what decision you make as a government you're not really going to get the best output for everyone you're not going to please everyone in the world yeah i mean the only thing that i wish that they really milked on it was um the checks <laughs> yo bro those <laughs> checks help honestly when those checks came in i was one of the very very uh grateful ones and hopefully the government doesn't come and debits this out of my account but uh i was still working 
Like the bank yeah. never shut down. Bank made me become a call center rep or help people the best we could from the branch, just from through like doors, do door transactions. And it was real because we were getting a lot of death certificates like yeah. on the daily. People were just dropping them off. And it was very it was a very sad thing to see. But you're right. I really I, I was hoping, you know, those checks kept coming, but obviously it didn't. Um, now, the next question, let's say you're at your best friend's bachelorette party. Right. Mm-hmm. And you firsthand see your best friend cheat on her fiance. Right. Um, my question basically is, are you going to keep the secret if she tells you to or are you going to challenge her to confess it to her mans um i feel like i would probably talk to them privately and just be like yo both of them no no no, no. Oh. my my friend <laughs> i feel like i would talk to my friend privately and be like yo what's up because i mean i guess if you cheated on your significant other like there has to be some unless you have like a said thing where you're like yeah we could keep it open whatever that's a different story and that's your own personal thing that like i'm not gonna get involved in yeah but if you don't, like, I'll just ask them and be like, hey, are you sure that you really want to be in this relationship because, you know, you did something? Correct. With someone else. And, you know, I just want to have you ask yourself, like, what am I doing or mm-hmm. what do I want to do? Now, let's hypothetically say, uh, obviously, there's both scenarios. One scenario, well, she'll listen to you and she's like, you know what, Nico, you know best. Like, this makes sense. I got to I got to go talk to this person. Or the other scenario where she goes, fuck you, Nico. Keep the secret. I'm not fucking changing my mind. It's a secret till I die. Better be a secret till you die. If that's a result, what does that say about a person? Like, do you change your point of view on that person right there? Because you've known this person. Let's, let's like not put any names on them. But like, let's say this person you've always known and you thought you knew them until that moment. They changed your whole mind. Like, what happens in your in your thoughts on this person? Um, yeah, it definitely depends on the type of relationship I have with them, but... If it best was, friend. Like, Whoever your best friend is right now, put them in that scenario. Um, then I would just be like, that's none of my business, I guess, because I said what I... Needed to say, like, right? Yeah, I mean, I gave my opinion, but at the end of the day, does... Like, what is my opinion to them? Yeah. It's hard, though, man. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you go through, uh, circumstances with a bunch of people, even people that you've known, you thought you've known for such a... A long time and they go and do something and it changes your whole perspective on that person at least in my opinion like that's why i, I never say family over anything because family can fuck you over uh, family can easily do stuff that i'm getting way too much too into it but i'm like i'm just saying that uh in my scenario if, if it was me i would change my whole scenario would change about that person i'd just be like well i don't think this is a person that i want to call my best friend anymore like i don't think i can pass judgment on them and the weird part is that even if they do do it and then confess and then they they go with that plan that would make me very proud of them knowing that they know they did wrong mistakes mm-hmm. do happen and they're looking to own up to it no matter what the consequence may be you know what i mean yeah i mean i get you but then at the same time like i don't know how to i'm just gonna say like what comes to my mind but like who are we to judge you know no, that's correct uh, that's the weird part though like at the end of the day as much as we don't want to judge it's gonna happen it, it, yeah it, it does happen like yeah. all the time i mean but the thing is like at the end of the day like it's their life so if it doesn't impact me in any way if it doesn't hurt me if it doesn't like, well i mean would it, would it would definitely impact you you don't think like if she's your best friend hypothetically say that relationship doesn't change you're gonna see that guy every like every time you see her that guy's <laughs> is gonna be there like her husband eventually i might forget about it hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah no it's just weird i don't know i, I i'm 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 going with 
I guess I just want the world to be you respectful. Want to be or, honest. Yeah, yeah, like honest, respectful. Because the thing is, yeah. I know I could be in that situation. I could be the person that you know cheats and on my bachelor's party and i'm gonna own up to it and i want people to check me on it i would want anico to yeah. be like I, I don't know why you would be there but i would invite you why not let's go <laughs> yeah. i want you to be like yo puka you did this something wrong oh fucking. my god i would absolutely say yo what yeah the yeah, yeah exactly and i'd be like you know what nico you're fucking right and like i'll fix this shit tomorrow because at that very moment i still be drunk yeah <laughs> i mean yeah same for me if like i did that i would want i would want my friend to be like yo, yo nico what are you doing exactly Nah, I'll and, be at your best right party. I'll be like, yo, Nico, you can't be doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would also probably be like owning up to it and saying it to my partner because that's just who I am. I have to be honest. Facts, and- facts. I like that. All right. I like it. Um, now we're going to get to a, l- a little small topic before we get into why Taco saved your life. Um, so, like I mentioned from the very beginning, um, there's a whole Kanye West going on with the media. You know, he's been saying some uh, really messed up stuff. He's been saying anti-Semitism right is that how you say it mm-hmm. um and he's been getting dropped by all these labels like the labels he's been dropped by is obviously adidas with his yeezys gap def jam records balenciaga and his donda sports um agency is actually losing a lot of clients now my question to you is do you think that's well deserved for someone that went out and said these things wore a white lives matter t-shirt on tv um, continues to go on media to challenge what in summary we, i'm not going to mention everything but he's basically saying that he's blaming the jews and saying that he, they own this these big industries and he's pointing the finger saying someone's not saying it i want to say these jews are destroying my culture and the world around us what are your thoughts on that um, I absolutely think that his platform should have been taken down like years ago. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that it, that like, you know, these things didn't stop when he initially said that slavery was a choice. And I think that that was probably like two or three years ago. So, well, you know, in the, not, not to his defense, but in, in the, the full aspect of his defense, like as in like the full article, I'm not defending him, <laughs> um, he was saying slavery was a uh, was a choice, but he wasn't explaining what he meant. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's talking about the past now. Like he's not a person that speaks in full sentences or says everything very clearly for some odd reason. We don't know why. We we just know that Kanye at, at this point is he looks a little crazy on TV. Maybe he is challenging some mental stuff where he's just uh, yeah. I think he's bipolar. Yeah, he's bipolar. But I know some bipolar people, and I don't. I don't think it's just that. Like there's definitely more involved. Yeah. Um, but continue. Okay. So yes, uh, he did say that. So that is true. But I saw the only reason I, I, I want to say something is because he, someone made a video where they were saying, well, do you, you remember that where, when he said like, Oh, slavery was a choice. It's like, what if Kanye West is talking about now? Like what, what are the odds that he's talking about? Like people are purposely becoming systems, uh, like vessels to the system that we're running right now. Like, Oh, Balenciaga says you have to wear this. You have to wear this. This is the model now, and it makes people do that. So he's he he was, I guess, trying to say like Kanye West is talking about us now. Like we're slaves to these industries. Do you think that makes any sense? Yeah, I understand uh, what you're saying. I could, he, he could be completely interpreting Kanye West wrong, but I'm saying like if he was if he were saying that, does that make sense? Yeah, um, like we're consistently 
placing ourselves in a position to be oppressed yes systems of oppression yes yes um that makes sense but i don't think that he like meant that because just like his past like i don't know honestly after i saw him with like trump i was just like peace i can't listen to his music (laughs) like the other day i was driving and then i think a bunch of his songs were coming on i was like i have to delete this song i have to delete this song as much as i even the old kanye yeah sheesh that's the best kanye music wise music wise yes i agree 100 percent. but i don't know i'm just like i'm over him i'm over him just having a platform like i just honestly want him to get the help that he needs because he needs it badly yeah and i definitely think that you know all these people like dropping him in their contracts and whatever it might be like it's deserved because if you're gonna place yourself in a position where you have a lot of responsibilities like be Mm -hmm. wise about it and he's just not making wise decisions or saying things that are smart at all okay okay i like that point of view i i agree to them because i i you know i've been um not studying, but I've been watching a lot of Kanye stuff. I don't know you if you watched the the weird documentary thing that came out from his mom, the Donda thing that wasn't even sponsored by Kanye. Kanye actually had no, gave no right for that to be out, but his best friend did it because he got good money from uh, from Netflix. But it, it was it was pretty interesting to see. He was a very devoted person to his mother, you know, um, someone that cared deeply for her. And we all know this is not news to anyone. But when his mom was taken away from him, that dude was off the rails yeah. for a little bit. We I think that was around the time where we saw him go up to the stage and interrupt Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, I honestly forgot about that. Yeah, yeah his her ceremony thing, and was talking about Beyonce deserved the best album or something. Mm-hmm. And it went just downhill from there, and he was just going yeah. down and down. But you know, it's sad to see, man, because the, the the dude is obviously not he's not stupid, and he might be a marketing genius though. Like in in the sense, like what you know, there is no bad me, there is no bad marketing, uh, or there's no bad um publicity, like yeah. you know, good or bad, you're gonna get publicized, and someone of that caliber is gonna be put on the news no matter what. So whatever his next move is, I'm sure it's something big. Even if it's something that people don't like, he's marketing it like a genius. Um, he's going on all these news channels. He did a big podcast with this guy that Joe Rogan had, and this guy's this guy's big now. Hmm. And I, I can't wait to listen to his podcast episode. I'm, I'm gonna let you know about it later, but it's really good. Supposedly, I heard some clips from it, and the dude actually challenges Kanye. He goes, "Yo, I need some." He, he literally tells Kanye one of the th- the scenes like. I want to be your friend because I want I want to cut you on your bullshit because I feel like you're saying a lot of bullshit and you're just not explaining it and you need to be you need to be checked. Yeah. And Kanye's but, like, check me on what? Check me on what? What are you talking about? Didn't I'm pretty sure that like Kid Cudi said something to him or like reached out to him or I don't know I could just be like talking but I'm pretty sure that I saw this that Kid Cudi like was like, hey you like really need help and I want to and I'm your friend so I want to help you. And then he like blasted Kid Cudi on um on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like nobody comes for Kid Cudi because I love him. Oh, I, honestly, I could see that too. Like, because <laughs> just like he even apologized to Sway after all these years, yo, he- which was a, me- a momentum thing. It was amazing to see. Um, but yeah, no, I think we both have the same idea that we we wish him. I think he he is doing some good with 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 the horrible that he's doing. 
and like people are talking about him yeah and um hopefully he gets his help and hopefully whatever message he's really trying to get out there he should explain better not by just saying you jews you know like yeah just it never works good when you're just blaming and let i don't know if you know this but and i hope i don't get canceled or anything for saying this but jewish people he's not wrong they own the big markets like the movie industries the music industry are owned by big jewish like firms that are and when you own things like that big, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying I believe Kanye, but he's not wrong. He's not saying anything that's not, people say, oh, you can't, maybe he can't say it like that. But me, like, imagine you own something, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, and I just scream out, Latins own it. Freaking Latinos own that stuff. But if I were to say, yo, Nicolette, you know, Nico, you know, last name owns it and it's owned primarily by Hispanics. That would be a true statement. You know what I mean? I would be like, hell yeah, let my people win. Yeah. And so... But he's saying there's a lot of, um, it's like a weird controversy thing. And it's a lot of conspiracy theories coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day I'll invite you and we'll, we'll like talk about one in I, full detail. I think the reason that um, it's just also being seen in a bad light too is because he has like, I think that he has primarily a big, um, what would be the word for it? Like a lot of white people that are racist and... Oh, white supremacist. Yeah. There we go. That's the word. Um, I think that he has like a lot of backing from those types of people. So. So it's seen in a bad light as well. Like they, pe- we know yeah, that like as people. That group, that group that is not good people are, you know, <laughs> I feel like this is, this sound, I don't know how to explain this well, but I think that those people are just also going about what Kanye is saying and like twisting it into getting the bad stuff right that is gonna yeah that is gonna hurt people no it's true it's true and people are gonna abuse it just like you said um they're gonna take the bad light out of it and be like yeah you see what kanye west he's with us he's siding with us like trump believer at the end of the day too though like one day when we talk about politics i might invite you to this one like i I wanna i wanna pick your brain on it because i you know what's funny a lot of our people I'm coming to find out, actually, believe it or not. A lot of people, a lot of our people, mm-hmm. like Latins, voted for Trump, too. Yeah. It's, like, not a surprise. Like, um, and I think what people are is just, and this is not wrong. This is not wrong to say at all. People are just tired. People are just tired of the same old political bullshit. Like, I'm someone that I'm not afraid to tell you. I voted for Biden, and I regret it every day. Not that I wanted Trump to be president, but mm-hmm. this poor man is running the country at his very last like days like you see it on the cameras like there's no yeah justify you can't be from that you can't be a democrat or people from the left and and try to defend biden at this point there was a video of him just like turning around and just like pointing fingers at somebody from (laughs) he just turns around just goes and then he was pretending to do a handshake with somebody that wasn't even there like there there are full videos of this man just like you know he's not there and i'm not trying to be mean or anything mm-hmm. it's just, just the elderly people it makes sense but i feel like if bernie sanders was the president he wouldn't be like that he's definitely more on point than joe biden is but you know what's true though some older older people can function i just don't think but remember what he's doing this man is running oh. the united states yeah of America. absolutely it must be so stressful like you just Everything just declines from there. Like my own personal experiences, and maybe you can vouch for me because we have older parents, Mm -hmm. but my dad is reaching 75. Man is doing good. But there are times he forgets things. There are times that he just 
has an old moment and it's normal. It's completely normal. Like one day he just woke up and goes, gotta go to work. I'm like, daddy, you don't work. He is like, but he does work right now. But like there was yeah. a, a time where he do, he was, he thought he was going to work. I'm like, you're not going to work. Mm-hmm. And he goes, ah, oh, I'm just living in the past. I'm like, all right. Like it, it scares me and alarms yes. me a little bit, but he, he at least caught himself and he realized that he was just having a, a bad day. So I don't know. It just, it just, uh, I just feel bad, but let, let's move on. Let's get to the real topic. And look, I told you it's going to happen quick. It's already 20 minutes in the pod. Jesus. And now we're on the next uh, real topic. And this topic is basically about the experience that you went through with this horrible disease. And mm-hmm. I'm basically just going to ask you, Nico, um, can you just give us a summary of as to what happened and how, how we are here today? Yeah. Okay. So... Um, for those that don't know, um, I was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer, um, June 23rd, 2021. Um, so yeah, I'll just get right into yeah, that story. I mean, please. Yeah. I mean, it, I'll try to interrupt you something to bring in topics and ask you questions, no, but I cool. kind of want to just yeah. hear a summary and, and definitely mention this, uh, this, uh, taco thing. I, I'm okay, very curious. So, um, I'm like trying to think of just, okay. So Basically, I was getting a lot of, like, really bad stomach pains, and I thought that I was, like, having digestive issues because um, there's, like, a taco spot across the street from my job that's, like, really, really good. Or at least I thought it was really good, and This I is before anything? Yeah, before anything. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of mediocre, so don't go there. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I was getting tacos a lot for lunch because why not fuck it and, tacos are great um then i started getting like really bad stomach pains and i kind of thought it was because i was eating a lot of tacos a lot of hot sauce yes and, tacos, yeah, yeah. and then i also realized like my bowel movements were different and honestly i would like poop this at the same time every single day so that's not normal what pooping at the same time every day no uh no i mean to me that was normal like but I, um, that's what i'm at it's not normal no, pooping every day at the same time. I mean, for me, it was normal prior to cancer. Yeah. Oh, like, cool. I would wake up and be like, gotta poop. Yeah, they're like, like morning shits, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, that kind of just wasn't happening anymore. So I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm waking up really early to go to work. I got And you. my schedule's kind of off. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, so I kind of didn't think much of it. I just thought I was like stressed. Mm-hmm. um and yeah my stomach continued to hurt i think that this was probably going on for like a month i remember being at, like hanging out with like dan and angel and then just saying like yeah i have to take probiotics right now because uh something's going on with my stomach and i don't really know what it is so i've just been taking probiotics to help my stomach do whatever it has to do yeah um and then i think it was like the Around Father's Day, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like in a lot of pain. I was constipated. Um, my abdomen was like really, really hurting. Um, and then I was like, I think I should go to the hospital. And that's like my last resort. My worst fear is literally going to the hospital. And um, my mom was like, I think that you'll, I think you'll be okay. Like maybe you just have a really bad stomach ache. And then I was like, okay, like I'll wait a day, whatever. Yeah. But I noticed, like, my stomach was really bloated and, um, like I said, like, I was constipated. So, um, my dad, being the hypochondriac that he is, I asked him, like, 
hey, do you think I should go to the hospital? And he was like, yeah, definitely. So I was like, okay. Um, he took me to the hospital and um, I just told him, like, I've been having really bad stomach pains. Um, I'm constipated, um, etc. Etc. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, they made me take... Um, they made me do a CAT scan and like all these other scans. And then that's kind of when I found out that I had ovarian cancer. It was like three o'clock in the morning at the hospital. Holy fuck. Yeah. I feel like I missed a big chunk. Sorry. Also, I've been going to the doctors, like my regular doctor for some time um, because, you know, I was having stomach pains and I was also having um, like cramps kind of that were just kind of painful. This is your, my you, you said you're a ovarian doctor? My ovarian doctor? Whatever no. It's <laughs> this is my regular doctor. Oh, okay. Um, so she told me to get like an ultrasound and then she gave me the information for a different gynecologist because I was like, I hate my gynecologist so much. I don't want to go back to her. Wow. So, okay. Um, this is something that she should be able to detect if you don't mind me asking. Like My regular doctor? Uh, your old, oh, older. yes. My gynecologist? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say ovarian again. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, my regular doctor, she ordered the ultrasound. Um, then she was like, yeah, you need to get a CAT scan. Once I got the results back, she like called me on a Saturday and I was like, weird. She was like, yeah, you should really go to a gynecologist. So I was like, okay. Um, I went to the gynecologist. They did a regular exam on me. It's been a while that I've been to the gynecologist because, you know, um, everything was shut down from COVID and stuff. So this was like my first time being about the at the gynecologist and like, a year and a half or two. Oh shit, okay. And then um at the gynecologist's office, I was like, yeah, they gave me this paper so I could get um a cat scan done. I just need your approval. And then uh she was like, "Why?" So I told her like, "I don't know, I've just been having these really bad cramps and stuff and um yeah." So she was asking me all these questions. She was like, "Did you um these were quote unquote normal questions to be asked, which they are normal. Um, she asked me if I like randomly lost like 20 pounds within the year. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I did. And then she was like, okay, I'm signing this paper right away. I need to get this done immediately. So I was like, okay. Um, and then in between then I was just like, okay, something is totally wrong. Then that's when I went to the hospital. And um, the next day that I was at the hospital, I kind of had an appointment with my regular doctor and yeah. i had the cat scan already scheduled that my gynecologist told me to have and at that point i already knew that i had that i was diagnosed with cancer because they told me in the emergency room oh okay you so you're <laughs> waiting paper as you were already in the hospital yeah so i don't know if that like made sense i kind of no just, no, like, no that makes it. sense so there was all this is all like an abundance of a week yeah basically like it was so, all just happening like quick. one right after the other yeah so you're basically told right there because they can get the CAT scans expedited. Yeah, the hospital, like everything was just done immediately. Like instead of waiting for a whole exactly. like package to come back. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. You're oh, that's insane. So at that very moment, your biggest fear is actually like happening at the hospital. <laughs> Literally, the place you yes. To be. Yeah. Fuck. When it was like said to me, <clears throat> I was kind of just like, what? okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was going to say, like, what, like, I don't, I feel like you're just trapped in a loop of that bad news, right? Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't believe it. I was kind of just like, nah, she's lying. She's lying. <laughs> Yo, that is insane. 
my question to you is, um, I don't know if they explain this or how they, you know, because I, I want to just get some questions out of this. Mm-hmm. How are you living with stage four cancer? With is is stage four cancer something that like, other than a couple of cramps and fucking with your bowel system, how are you living with that? And like not knowing. Yeah. Like, um, so, okay. So from a girls out there or um anyone who has ovaries, because right, you could identify as a male and have ovaries. Um, so anyone with ovaries. These are the symptoms that I like want you to look out for. And these just seem like normal things, but um, <clears throat> bloating, constipation, um, like a really drastic change on your bowel movements, really. Um, Can you explain a little more what that means? Just like shitting at different times or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for me, it was like I was just not pooping in the morning anymore. But <clears throat> if you're having like constipation, for example, me, I had... I had like a tumor pressing against my uh, rectum. Okay. So I wasn't able to poop because of that too. Yeah, because there was a tumor that was like stopping my poop from coming out. (laughs) And that's why you were getting bloated and everything. Okay. Um. Oh, pain when you have sex. If you if you have pain when you have sex, that's not okay. Like. Absolutely talk to your gynecologist about that. I'm not trying to be stupid or anything. I'm not talking like, about... Like, where does like, it hurt? Like, like it's oh, not like... like um, um, in your front, like your pelvis, like, you'll absolutely... Like, you'll feel it. You'll just know if it's not right. If your ovaries are hurting when you're having sex, that's not normal, girl. Like, please... Was, uh, like i don't want to get too into it too per yeah. too you know i don't want to be tmi but i'm curious just to know and mm. also i'm sure some people want to know and they're afraid to ask the questions um but like you're saying on your ovaries um is it something like you were able to deal with during the sex like it was still yeah. feeling good but you yeah. felt like a pinch of pain or something i was just like maybe it's a position that i'm in right now that's like but you were still feeling pleasure with pain yes yeah so that's why like and then like i said <laughs> Everyone's threshold of pain is different, but it was a threshold that you were able to maintain and still yeah. allow yourself to go I through. wasn't really thinking anything of it. I just honestly thought it was, like, the position that I might be in right now that, like, it's just not feeling good, I guess. You were just like, second. oh, this is not a comfortable position for me. We got to yeah. tur- move it around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, not TMI, TMI, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm just curious because I'm sure there are people that, like, no, uh, you know. of course. Yeah. And it sucks that I'm not, like, a female person behind know, the microphone. I know, then you can't, like, understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying my best. And also, the yeah. guys that listen to this, because the majority, I think, are guys that listen to this. I mm-hmm. want them to also know, like, you know, you know yeah, look out for your, your partner. Look ask out your, your partner if they're feeling okay, if, like, what you're doing is hurting, or if it's not hurting. Consent. Consensual. Absolutely. And then also, like, nobody likes painful sex, so, you know, obviously you want to be talking. Dirty. I mean, Okay, yeah, except some. for mass, what is it, masochist? Is that the word? Where, like, people like pain? I think so. BDSM. Oh, this is so random and yes. so out of topic. But if you're listening, Ugly Money, uh, rest in peace to Pinky. Uh, sad I news. Just... I actually teared up a little bit. I, I was very sad. I didn't know any of that was happening. I had no electricity today in the morning. And my girlfriend calls me and she goes, by the way, like, uh, Pinky died. And I I'm like, what the really fuck? freaking sad. Yeah, I was very sad, man. I'm sorry, Pinky, R.I.P. We're the fluffiest, cutest, chillest dog ever. Mm-hmm. But how does BDSM 
remind you of this. Oh, because I always laugh. I always say that um, this is this is the weird part. Like I said, so Travis, my bad. <laughs> I always say like that person that might like that weird shit is like Travis. Like I always say yeah, Travis likes that I don't think weird that, shit. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. And then when Travis's name came in my head, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta say R.I.P. to my to one of the OGs, man. But let, let's all right. Going back to the other stuff. All right. So um, you mentioned the pain of what other symptoms, bloating, and all that. Um, okay, it's so like they're just common things that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think that you're really experiencing this. It's like back pain. Um. I'm trying to think. I think I like looked it up. Before. Was it like soreness, tightness, or lower um, back pain, mid back pain? I think lower back pain. Here we go. Persistent bloating, feeling full quickly, and losing appetite. Changes in bowel movements, unexplained weight loss, feeling very tired, um, needing to pee more urgently or often than normal, pelvic or abdominal pain, stomach pain, struggling to eat. And in this regard of it being ovarian cancer, right, Mm -hmm. Um, this is something that you really should be discussing with your normal doctor and your gynecologist at all costs, right? Like, because I know, you know, getting an appointment nowadays for anyone is hard. Yes. So if you feel any of those things. um, Yeah. Okay. So um, if you're experiencing any of these things, definitely talk to your um, general practitioner. And if you're going to see your gynecologist, ask for an internal sonogram because... From there, they could see if you have any cyst. Um, also, cysts are not normal on your ovaries, okay? That's why I do not like my old gynecologist, because I had cysts on my ovaries, like, a while ago. And she was like, yeah, this is normal. So... It's not normal. Yeah, no. Like, why? No. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's This is good, like, for you telling any, anyone yeah. this. So, if you have any of those things, you should definitely get checked up. Um but cysts are normal in the body, just not in that part. Yeah. I mean, there is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I don't really know much about. But that's what I kind of thought I had a while ago. But, yeah, no. I mean, oh, you could also ask for a BRCA test. That is um, a blood test that helps you see if you have any of, like, the breast cancer genes. Gotcha. Um, and I don't think that... I don't think the gynecologists really do this or regular doctors, but like if you have a history of cancer in your family, definitely asking for a CA-125 test. That's like a cancer antigen uh, tumor marker test. okay. Thank you. I was going to say, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) Holy shit. You see, this is good. Like, you know, not a lot of people know this. I'm sure they don't. I've never heard that reference before in my life until you said that. I'm sure people do know about this. Like there are more people like that have people that have gone through that experience and, and know about this. Um, now, just yeah. I know you were also telling me, um, how were you living with this, though? I don't know if you fully explained it. No, yeah, not really. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Like, I didn't know that I had it because it... Like, you um, went through your normal life, right? Yeah, I know. Honestly, like, a month before I was diagnosed, Angel and I did, like, a 20-something mile bike ride. Yeah, and, bro, you like, were, like, in your best shape, too. I like, really you were was. You were, like, going to the gym nonstop. Yo, I was, like, at my prime, and then cancer was, like, bitch, you would have thought... Yeah, like, and you weren't feeling any pain while no, you were working wasn't. out? None of this? No. So, ovarian cancer also goes, like, diagnosed, like, misdiagnosed. And um, they don't really find it until it's, like, a later stage. So, no, okay. yeah. They call it the silent killer. 
This, yeah, well, fuck. I'm glad this sh- fucking one missed with you. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. All right. And, and walk me through. Um, So basically, uh, let's see. And what do you recommend for people at any age to look out for? And we kind of talked about that. Um, Just to give you, you know, I, I've told you this a bunch of times when I was drunk. An input of how my point of view was. I'm sure you got many point of views throughout your whole experience. Um, was it very, was it overwhelming for all these people reaching out? Was it good? Was it positive at any moment? Did it irk you? Like, how did you feel around all that? Yeah, I think in the beginning it was like it was really overwhelming because I couldn't even really like wrap my head around what I was told in the hospital. Yeah. And, um, it was also overwhelming when people were like, oh, like, yeah, my aunt had had cancer and then she died. And then I'm just like, uh, thanks. thanks. Yeah, like, I fuck? don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, it was just really overwhelming because everyone was saying like, yeah, I'm here for you if you need anything. Blah, blah, blah. Like sending you prayers, thoughts and prayers. Thank you so much for your thoughts and prayers. Like, I'm kind of being sarcastic right now, but like, that's not really going to do much for me um yeah but like i get it it's the thought that counts it's the thought and the prayers that count it well you know what the funny <laughs> thing is a lot of people the, the religious people believe yeah. that that's gonna be a, a big and you know sometimes it is i mean and we'll, we'll talk about that uh maybe inside the pod i'll mention a little bit um i am a true believer actually of like I'm going to sound like one of those people that come and knock on your door, but I'm a true oh. believer of God. Like I truly believe you've known yes. that you've known me for so many years. I'm not someone that preaches him every day and, and I'm not a person that goes to church. So I'm not going to lie to you on the pod and tell you that yeah. any of that's changed. I still don't. Um, there's been a Bible that I bought. I've never fucking opened it yet and read it to be honest with you. <laughs> like oh my God. I, I won't, I won't lie to people like when I, but I am a believer because from certain situations that have happened in my in my life and that I've witnessed and I've heard from other stories from people. And everyone's going to juice up their stories. But mm-hmm. I truly believe the ones that you have to know who you're going to believe and who not to believe. Yeah. So we'll mention it later. But what I want to say is like it also – you also got a lot of messages from people you didn't hear about in a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And, and I feel like if you are going to be that person to send you prayers and stuff uh-huh. – at least be honest, you know, always tell the, I feel, would you have preferred like, Hey, I know we don't talk a lot, but I want to send my love to you and hopefully everything's fine. Here's, you know, a way that I can help. Let me try to help. Yeah. Um, I absolutely appreciated that. And it was actually like people that I haven't spoken to in years that I ended up becoming really close to. Okay. Which is like surprising because, you know, you would think that in a situation like this, like the people you're already closer, you're already close to are going to become even closer to you. Yeah. World, the world works in weird ways. It man. does. It, it completely but, does. Yeah. Um, I would definitely probably at that time, like I kind of just wanted my space really. Like I appreciated people reaching out to me because Facts. if no one did like fuck everyone. Right. But, um, which also would have made you feel another different way, too, though. <laughs> yeah, right? it would have so. just been like, okay, God, just take me now. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no real right answer. Yeah, no, there's absolutely no right answer in anything. There's never going to be the right thing to say, but there's always going to be wrong things to say because there are some things that you just should never say to a cancer patient. Yeah, no. Um, like, do not, if someone you know is diagnosed with cancer, do not tell them about someone that you know. Just say, 
bro, I'm really sorry. This shit sucks so bad and I'm here for you. I love you. Like, please let me know if I could do anything for you at yeah, all. Yeah, don't, don't bring a negative... Uh... Like, don't bring any negativity yeah. to this. They're situation. already fucking scared. Don't scare them even more. Facts. And if you're going to tell someone that you're there for them and, like, anything that they need, like, please let me know. Like, actually fucking mean it, you know? For the people. This is going yeah. shout out to the people that said that and then didn't do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that sucks. If you know, you know. I'm oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> no one comes I'm gonna to t- mind. I'm going to get a text later from Nico. <laughs> if you know, you know. I'm like, fuck. I'm, I'm one of those fucking assholes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no but um another question i do have um so because you said that i'm actually curious this is not not even there i'm assuming you lost some people oh yeah Uh, not like to death but i'm talking like you lost some friends yes uh and better off for it um yes 100 percent. do you think people make mistakes though i'm not defending i don't know who you lost i mean yeah people make mistakes but people also just suck Um, that's valid and people just like don't think like if any if cancer taught me if i could say like cancer taught me something it's definitely that if you think that someone is stupid it will just teach you that they're even more stupid than you actually think they are what do you mean give me an example don't mention any names but like what do you mean by that like if you already felt like someone was dumb yeah they'll just realize that they truly are dumb and probably okay. dumber okay <laughs> sorry i feel like that sounds mean no nah, i mean it, the thing is honesty is not always beautiful <laughs> it's not no. you know what i mean it's it, honesty is not always a bright light um yeah. i always and and this is something that i always believed on um in saying this when when you went through the whole situation i was like i'm like i don't want to be because i mean we'll, we'll mention it in the pod me and you weren't yeah. in the greatest terms at, at that point I think that we got into this stupid fight. Um, I said some fucked up shit to you. This is a while ago. You said, all right, whatever. I think you were trying to apologize to me, and I said, no, fuck you. Probably, yeah. And then it came 360. I thought about it. I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have really said that. I was in the heat of the moment. So I go and try to apologize to you, and you're like, nah, we good. And like, I'd rather just leave it where we are. I think this mm-hmm. is just best for everyone. And anyone that's sensitive like is gonna take that wrong yeah i said to myself you know what fuck it at that point i'm not losing her i'm also not gaining her if anything we're okay like mm-hmm. in in that in the sense of where we're basically you basically said to me i don't really want to be close to you anymore but i also don't want you not to reach out so if we bump heads like we'll be decent people to each other that's how yeah. i took it so i'm like okay all right and then when i found out this news i didn't want to be one of those fake fuckers that come in and tell you everything was going to be okay and like not give you know what i mean because i don't yeah. i would never want to be re- be remembered if god forbid anything would happen is that fake person just only joined when things were sour you know yeah but i did also reach out and say i'm going to try to help out the best way i could and i'm sure i did what a lot of other people did prayers money donated to the gofundme and gr- good yes. job on thank the, you to yeah. everyone that donated by the way i never had the opportunity to like individually thank people but like thank you so much because you really helped me pay off a lot of my medical bills um a lot of things that i wasn't able to pay for and thank you to if you don't if you like bought something from my amazon wish list i'm so sorry <laughs> this is like a thank you like a year later oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry no no um, no it's okay this is like a year later but like thank you so much you're appreciated 
for real, for real. I'm sure that means a lot to people, man. I, and I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong for not saying thank you early. <laughs> there's too many. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's, there's too many. And I think that your number is, I don't, do you mind if I say your number? Because I did research it. Well, at least what on the GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Congratulations. It was 28,600, I believe, out of the 50 that was there. So shout out to your sister for, you know, know. starting the thing. Honestly, no, for real. Shout out to my sister. My sister is my best friend, like my ride or die, literally. Um, She just helped me so much. I don't think that I would have been able to get through this experience without her. Yeah. I think I probably would have died if she didn't exist. Oh, damn. Because she's just helped me so much and she really like put a, put aside a lot of things like her relationships her career her personal life to help me that's awesome and that's awesome yeah and shout I, out to gabby yeah i love her so much i love you gab if you yeah. hear this <laughs> no but definitely uh and i saw a lot of people being so amazing with you it was such a beautiful thing to see um you know, reaching out to uh, all your friends, they, giving them a big shout out, which are my friends too. But um, they were very, you know, with the haircut thing that they did, very beautiful, yeah. very wholesome of them. Um, do you want to talk about that experience? Yeah. Um, wait, but also, I'm like, shout out to all my, shout out to all the pairs. Okay, um, no. <laughs> but for real, like, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but um camilla and angel came with me to my first oncology appointment they weren't allowed to come inside yeah but they like waited in the cafeteria of the building for like an hour or two like they drove me to my appointment and like my family also came but they like waited for me and like never made me feel like i was alone um so yeah shout out to angel and camilla yeah and gabby mayo who like visited me literally like Every single week. She's a sweetheart. She's amazing. Yeah, I love Gabby Mayo so yeah. much. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's very beautiful. You know, it like it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's so much. It means so much to you yeah. because those are the little things. Those are the small things that add up to big things. Yeah. And, you know, I know. And then this is how I thought about it. I knew that when I sent you messages or people send you messages, you weren't going to reply. Not that mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be in your position. But I said to myself, this girl must be receiving so much bullshit from everyone. Yeah. Like the last thing she's going to want to do is sit on her phone <laughs> and fucking thank you because yeah. what cancer teaches you, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a cancer patient, but oh, I can tell you it teaches you from the only one goal that everyone talks about that's ever, you know, dealt with this uh, horrible disease is life is short. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is be fucking hitting your phone keyboards yeah. and try to say thank you to every single fucking person that messages you. Yeah. In um, the cancer world, there's um, this term called grief tours. Okay. Which are basically like people that like you don't really talk to that are just like messaging you because something is happening in your life. Like that's tragic and are just like reaching out to you because they like want to feel like they have that off their conscience. Does that make sense? No. Well, I understand the, 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 the thing, but why would they want to feel what? Like, they want to feel like they did something. Oh, okay. Like, they okay. want to feel good about themselves. Like, oh, I'm reaching out to this girl that has stage four cancer. Like, I'm doing something good in the world. Yeah, exactly. Did you or, like that? Like, I'm not saying. I, no, I did not like that. Honestly, after I was, like, diagnosed, you know, my friends were, like, sharing um the GoFundMe and stuff like yeah. that. And then a bunch of people that, like, I didn't even speak to in high school, like, followed me on Instagram. And I was just like 
why? Like, yeah. Like Why that you... fake support, you know? Exactly. Well, I don't, and, and got, and I, I'm very, I, I do apologize to anyone that didn't do it for fakeness, but like, I mean, like if you weren't there and now you're there, like it, yeah. it, it doesn't look well. It looks yeah. us. It looks us. Yeah. Um, you're suspicious, man. Yeah, um, man. It, it was weird. It was weird. Um, In a perspective of us, I'm sure people already told you what we went through, you know, the psyche that we had to go through. And, but the thing that sucks about everything is that. I hope you didn't take it wrong with many people's actions. Like, I'm not defending myself. I've mm-hmm. already talked to you about, you know, my situation. But everyone's actions. The, the world still continues, which sucks. Like, in that horrible yeah. moment, man, it fucking sucked because it felt like... I'm not saying it did, and knock on wood. It felt that was as if we were, like, mourning, a, a sadly, someone that passed away. Because yeah. it's like, fuck, I want to be there, but tomorrow's work. Tomorrow's this. And it's bullshit, because I don't want to do that. I ra- I rather just go and and be with my friend, and it sucks. And that's why with the people that were able and capable of doing it and pushing their the world aside, man, those are yeah. great people, man. Like always, keep them by your side. The the ride or die. But um, did you feel at any moment that how was your mental mentality with all this? Like, were you suffering a lot mentally inside? Um, I wouldn't say suffering, but I was like, um, I was sad. Like, I, I think that in the beginning I was like depressed. This is probably like, um, okay. I was diagnosed June 23rd. My Mm -hmm. surgery was July 23rd. And in between that month, like, I kind of just didn't know what to do with myself. And people would ask me to like hang out and stuff. But also, no one knew that I had that I was diagnosed until like July. Like, okay, yeah, only only like my family and my like very close, close friends. Yeah, like only the people that I wanted to know knew. Um, so in between that time, I was kind of just like depressed and like I didn't want to get out of my bed. Um, I did. I still didn't know what to think about anything. Um, so I guess at that time I was quote-unquote suffering but not really um, you needed time to process the news yeah like you said in the very beginning you didn't want to believe it was true and you didn't think it was true there's yeah. anything that i mean cancer or not cancer when you go through bad news is always people joke about it but there's those phases are really true like there's a the denial phase yeah it's like you know it's there you oh heard gosh. it a bunch of times but yes. you just don't believe it yeah i was i was definitely going through all the stages of grief um like i was angry i was sad I was denying what was happening to me. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stages of grief, but I just can't remember them right now. But mm-hmm. um, were you seeing yeah. a psychologist or anything at this time? No. You don't want me asking? No. Um, I was kind of just like rolling with the punches at the time. Just going day yeah. by day. I like couldn't think of anything. I like couldn't think of anything to do. I couldn't think of what was going on like i could only think about the second that i was experiencing in that moment yeah um and i was sleeping a lot which was like one of the things i don't know i was just sleeping a lot so whatever and going to a lot of appointments in between that time so that's just draining man seeing those things hearing about those things is 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 stress people don't believe it but stress is a it's a big thing it is a huge thing on people's lives. Yeah. Like if you're if you're constantly thinking about something negative, you have no idea how quick the days go. Mm-hmm. You don't realize the amount of food you're not eating. Yeah. The things that 
are just passing you by and you're just looking you, you ever see those movie scenes where you, you, they're just trying to make time go and you're mm-hmm. just seeing everything move and you in a point of view of someone's eyes it's just like like fast motion fast motion it's yeah. kind of like that like anytime you receive a bad scenario it's always like that for some odd reason at least to me yeah but wow holy well now let's hypothetically say surgery was obviously su- successful mm-hmm. correct yes um do you want to speak on anything on that oh sure um shout out to my oncologist um i love him so much uh you know what it's actually surprising before i met my oncologist i was like i'm never fucking going to a male oncologist uh, a male a male gynecologist ever no male doctors i don't want to see one ever in my entire life so your, your original one was a male as well um no it was a woman but um at the practice there's a male and he was like the last person that saw me when i was like i had really bad cramps oh so i was like fuck that guy fuck both of them honestly um but yeah um when my new gynecologist like referred me to him i was like is there a woman at the practice because i don't want to see a male doctor and then they were like yeah but you have to wait a month and then i was like okay and then i like realized i was like no girl you cannot wait a month yeah um but yeah no he's amazing i love him so much um my surgery was basically like a nine to five i went in at like four o'clock in the morning and then i think that they finished at like three p.m holy shit yeah scary um before obviously yeah i was scared because like i said like my worst fear was going to the hospital and having like someone tell me that this is like really bad for you and i've never had a surgery before in my life so yeah i was just kind of scared and that should look scary honestly i don't fucking like doctors i don't like anything related to the hospital me either. It's my one like, that's why I hate the dentist is because I always consider that like open surgery because you're fucking you're you're staring at that shit right there and they never yeah. knock you out. Even when I got my wisdom tooth pulled out, that's like the most thing, the closest thing I've ever gotten to surgery. And bro, that fucking uh, gas thing that they used. Yeah. And you think people like the people describe that that feeling is amazing? I hate that fucking feeling. I lit and the worst part was I'm not even joking. They put Bob Marley in the background, so I just felt like I was stoned. Yeah, I saw my body. You know, like three D point of view. Like mm-hmm. I saw myself laying on the chair, and it fucking it made me freak out. I don't know why. Oh. I'm not saying that's the same scenario at all, yeah, but no. I'm just saying like I do not like the feeling of anesthesia. I hate it. I I don't like the sleeping gas or whatever or the fucking thing that they yeah. use. Not a fan. So I'm definitely not a fan of hospitals. It was kind of surprising. I thought that, like, since I've never had anesthesia before, I thought that I didn't know what it was going to be like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, when I had my surgery, there was, like, a lot of doctors in the room when I was, like, wheeled in. And they were all talking to me. One of them was, like, trying to ask me a bunch of random questions, I guess, to, like, make me feel safe. Not, yeah, like, not scared. Keep and, your mind off what you're constantly thinking about. It's like, fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck, Yeah, exactly. Um, and then he, like, asked the entire room. I'm trying to think of what the question was. It was, like, um, what's a state that ends in the letter K? <laughs> and then I was, like. New York. Okay, yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> we were all, like, I was, like, Kentucky. And then I was, like, wait, what? No. <laughs> I was, like, that starts with the letter K. I'm telling you, there was probably, like, eight doctors in that room. None of us could think of it. 
You think they did it on purpose? Oh, you know what? Probably, maybe. Mm. Um, like, let this girl figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he asked me, like, a bunch of questions similar to that. That, like, really made you think. But oh, shit. Okay. He was, well, like, asking all of us. Good strategy, though. Yeah, it was definitely really helpful because I was, like, laughing before. <laughs> like, I'm laughing while there's, like, a big-ass needle being put into my back. Fuck, so funny. Man. But, um... Yeah, the anesthesia, like, all I remember is getting, like, an injection in my back and then being, like, New York. And then that's all I remember. And then knocked out. Yeah, and then the next thing I know, someone's waking me up being like, Nicolette, you're waking up from surgery. Really? Yeah. And then I was just like, what the hell? Surreal? Like, is it like... Yeah. Like, it it felt like it happened so quick. Because... Uh to you right yeah like, to I'm me i'm telling you uh i was talking to your sister at the time i was keeping tabs i was keeping yeah. tabs because i know like i said like i knew that you weren't going to it didn't make sense so um she was telling me she told me you were a fucking champ too right away uh don't worry about it. did you meet it yes did you yeah well i can't hear myself yeah so click that button click it oh, okay there you go uh she told me you were a freaking champ like the moment you were out of the surgery you wanted to walk right away right mm -hmm. you were pushing for that that's that's a, what made you want to do that um i didn't want to be in the room anymore ah yeah anything to get out to just move a little bit yeah was I, it painful oh my gosh it was the most painful okay yeah it was the most painful thing i've ever experienced in my entire life when i woke up from surgery um there was like five different tubes in me there was like a tube in my nose a tube down my throat mm. oh you like, couldn't talk then yeah not really and there was like tubes like in my sides so that like things could like come out and yeah stuff. like drain out and stuff so when i woke up i was like i couldn't speak and i was like uh, uh, like crying because I was in so much pain. Yeah, because like they're talking to you, you want to respond, and you're like, "What the fuck's what's on me right yeah. now?" I felt like a robot. No, I'm not trying to be funny. Not a robot, but I don't know. I it was just imprisoned weird. in a weird way. What imprisoned? I guess yeah. Because I also couldn't get up. But um. Yeah, I was checking on time. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. Thankfully, oh my gosh, the doctor that checked on me when I woke up, she was in my surgery. And then she was like, oh, I know, like, here, I'm going to give you a paper and pen. And then I was like... Writing everything down. Yeah, I was like, I'm in so much pain, like, I need water. My mouth was so dry. And then she was like, you can't drink water. Um, I was like, what time is it? Um, I don't know. She was just really helpful. And then she gave me, like, this pillow so that um, I could, like, put it at my abdomen anytime I wanted to get up from the bed because I basically they had to like cut through muscle and like everything to yeah. take things out. So, so you're very delicate from the like from yeah. the, the chest down. Yeah. So basically from like my sternum all the way down to my like pubic bone is where I have my scar. So that's like really big. And there was like a lot of stuff that was taken out like um my uterus um I had my gallbladder and appendix taken out while they were there. A piece of my colon, a piece of my liver, a piece of my pancreas. Because the, the stage four, it, that's an advanced... Yeah. yeah. It's like met metastatic cancer, which means that it... Like, 
it spread to other organs. They were just afraid, if I'm not mistaken, correct, that it had spread further, right? That that was their greatest fear. They needed to cut to see how far it spread. Or what were no. they doing in the surgery? Removing Yeah, the removing the tumors. The big ones, right? The ones that they could see. The ones they could see. Mm-hmm. And the rest was done after with chemotherapy, I'm assuming? Yeah. So the thing is that my cancer is usually um, chemo-resistant. Oh, shit. So there's... Um, subtypes of ovarian cancer. Mine is low-grade SARS. So that one's usually um, platinum resistance. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it seemed to have worked. Um, yeah. So when I when I was talking about the CA-125 test before, like, that's a tumor marker blood test. And um, my numbers were really elevated. Like, my first test ever was 825, I think. That's not good. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, please explain. Usually the average number is below 35. Fuck. So, really... yeah. So, um, now my number is six, so that's good. And it's been consistently six since, like, my second chemo session. So now you have to, at this point, in this rate right now, mm-hmm. are you just getting checked up normally just to see? Yes. I go every three months to see my oncologist. And then every six months I have to get a CAT scan. Insurance. How was insurance, if you don't mind me asking, with any of this? Did you have insurance? Yes. Thank goodness. Um, Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Like, there was... I think my first CAT scan that I ever had to get, um, the insurance company was giving me a hard time. And then my mom and my supervisor... Shout out to my supervisor for being the most amazing, kindest... From work. Right? Yes. Okay. Amazingest... It's not even a word, person in the entire world. Because when I was first diagnosed, she, like, came to drop off some stuff for me. And uh-huh. then um, I was like, yeah, I'm having some trouble contacting an insurance company so I could do this. Like, I've been on hold for, like, an hour. And then she, like, contacted our HR person who contacted someone at the insurance company who contacted, like, someone at the, like, place where I was getting my scans done and was like, she needs this right now. And then Proved I was like, that shit wow. Yeah. And my mom, too, was just like... I can just imagine Lupe. Yeah. Get these fixed now. <laughs> it was like the both of them, like, together. Like, Shout out to Lupe. How are your parents throughout all this, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, my God. They, like, didn't know what to do. They were, like, lost dogs. That's why I was, like, my sister was, like, right? The older sibling, usually of, like, immigrant households are just, like, the person. Yeah. Like, you know what it is? It's not their fault, man. Like, our parents come from straight up yes. from the, you know, other side. When they come in here... Like the shit are you even saying to me, like CTA one thing? Like imagine the <laughs> yeah. foreigner from a different country. Yes, yes. your daughter needs this. Blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. All they're hearing is like, what the fuck did he just say? I know. And they're just living in the horrible news that my daughter has this. That's all they're yes. hearing in their head. Well, thankfully my um oncologist is Colombian, so he could oh. speak Spanish to my parents and like That's help awesome. them understand. Yeah. He's amazing. I love him so much. Um yeah, I would say surgery was, like, really hard to just experience. And um, I just wanted to, like, get better immediately. But it definitely made me, like, really weak for some time. Um, it was, like, hard to poop for a while because a piece of my colon was taken out. Um, a lot of physical and occupational yeah. therapy. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. One time, my sister made me laugh so hard that, like, I was crying because I was laughing. But then I started actually crying because I was in so much pain from laughing. Oh, shit. 
Yes. Legit, like what people say. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wanted to also, obviously, lots of lessons learned throughout mm-hmm. this whole experience. What are some valuable ones that you want to discuss or you feel like should definitely be mentioned to people that are going through this? Um, I would say that this definitely teaches you who like your true friends are or like um, family too. Like it just shows you who the people that it just it's going to show you the people that you want to have in your life for like a really long time. Um, and definitely like if you're experiencing something that's abnormal and your doctor is not listening to you, go to another doctor, go to another one, go to another one, go to another one until you get facts until you find out like what's going on because only you know your body and you can't like the other person isn't going to know what's going on because only you know because you're experiencing it mm-hmm. so like advocate for yourself a hundred percent until the end until the end yeah and yeah just people are stupid <laughs> and people are gonna say dumb things but like you know it's your life and don't listen to other people do like what's gonna make you happy how we said life is short and that's kind of just it like you know what i mean you're if you're going through cancer i have a whole bunch of resources on like these amazing organizations that do free things for cancer patients i met some really amazing people that like are very like my very good friends now so like, if you ever need those resources, like, please let me know. I got it. There you go. And we'll probably put her, inst- is it cool if we put your Insta tag on the description thing and everything? Yeah, that's fine. I'm acting like I have a whole producing team. Yeah, make sure you do that, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rodney, don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you put that uh, Insta tag on there, which means I'm going to have to do it. But I, I will definitely do that because uh, it, um, like I said, I'll, the people that don't know about this and then bump into that situation... They're lost, man. I mean, completely lost. And I'm sure someone like you had to learn yeah. everything from the very beginning, too. Um, are you basically... Did you... I know we just basically said the lessons that you've learned. But do you feel like, as a person, you've... It opened your eyes, right? To many... To understanding. To really understanding that life is short. Is there anything that now you 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 you've changed in your daily livelihood that you think is be- is a better outcome because of it? Like, are you reading um, more? Are you doing certain things now in your life in your daily routine? Are you going to trips more? You... Um, I don't know. I feel like, to be honest, I can't remember. I also kind of feel like sometimes people think that like when you get diagnosed with cancer, it's gonna be like this big like epiphany that you have and it's not always like that um and like how you said kind of like changing things like drastically but i kind of feel like i was always just a person that like whatever i want to do i'm gonna do it and i don't know that's kind of just the person that i am like i'm gonna do what's gonna make me happy i'm gonna not do or not speak to people that don't bring any positivity or exactly yeah but definitely now like I don't give in to, like, a lot of things. Um, A lot of, like, I guess, like, 
I don't have the energy to give people what they want. Just because they want it. Yeah. Or I don't have the energy to like um, argue with people. Over stupid things. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I don't have a problem with telling people like you're upsetting me. I mean, I was always, I think, you know, I was always <laughs> the person that like didn't mind saying that right on the spot. Yeah, no, I feel but you. Now even more because. Life is short. Exactly. Life is short and. Any displeasement to your livelihood doesn't need to be there. It could be taken yeah. out. Yeah, I just don't have the energy. And I'm okay with not giving people the energy that they seek from me. Touche. If I had like a clapping thing, I would clap for you. But I don't, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can add that. Yeah. Um. Honestly, we talked about everything that I kind of wanted to talk about. Did you want to mention anything or is there anything that you would like to say on the pod specifically? Um, sure. I do have some like funny stories. Please. Yes. Share. Share. I am definitely, I'm okay. down to hear this. Well, you know what? Okay. I feel like what I think is funny now is not funny to some people. Well, what kind of humor is this? Oh, is my... it like real stories that you've Yeah. Went these through? are okay. real stories, but this is actually just like an example of like someone being dumb. But, um, <laughs> I remember, um, one time my sister and I went to like a health food place because it was like a whatever nutrition store i would say okay um and my sisters like googled this thing that's supposed to help your immune system be built back up okay and um she was talking to the manager while i was like looking around the store looking at food and stuff and it's like a, a restaurant or like a supplemental like a supplement no, yeah like a yeah okay like a gnc but only small business i got you i got you and um at the end, my sister was like, are you done? So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. So she was paying for this thing. I think it was like turkey tail tincture, like a mushroom tincture. I don't even know. Uh-huh. And um, the woman says, oh, I hope that like, you know, the person that's going through this gets better soon. And I was like, oh, it's me. I'm the person like I'm the one with cancer. And then the woman goes, oh, I know exactly how you feel. I have Lyme disease what the fuck and then i was just like uh okay and then i wanted to be like oh so does she because my sister has lyme disease yeah but i was just like i'm just gonna let this woman speak and then she started telling me like all these things like she was like yeah you have to get bone broth she was like get some chicken feet and just put it in there and like i don't even know this was so long ago this was like a year ago now what I, I've heard of Lyme disease. Is it? Is it, I'm not trying to be a. Uh, it's like disres- when you get bit by a tick. Yeah, but then you have like everyone has different reactions to yeah. it. Yeah, right? there's different like types too. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, like I know some people get like paralyzed for a little bit or something like that. Yeah, I think that that might have happened to my sister. I don't know, but uh, she had like she had like serious tingling. condition by the way, but just different. Yes. Yeah, different, way different. Absolutely, uh, yeah. That's is that the funny part? Like the fact that she was comparing these two yes. things. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like, want to laugh because I like, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to be insensitive to her. Like I think you you give me you'd give me permission to laugh at that joke. Yeah. But I just like I don't want to be insensitive to anyone that has Lyme disease. But no, my sister and I always joke now, and then she's just like, I know exactly how you feel, Nicolette. I have Lyme disease, so <laughs> we just like laugh. Like, like your I little think... inside joke. I got. Yes. You. And then. Um... Oh, I'll never forget when I was trying to get my, uh, when I was trying to get like my scans and stuff from the first hospital that I went to when I found out that I was, uh-huh. that I had cancer. 
Um, this one's from the doctor. You're awaiting the results, right? Even though you already got them. No, this is like when I was in when I was in the emergency room. Oh, I got you. I got you. So we went to the hospital to go get the scans and stuff, so I could bring it to my oncologist. And then the secretary at the hospital was like, "What's your name?" So I was like, "Nicolette Velasquez." I said, "I was like, I don't know, whatever, whatever." I just said my whole freaking government name on this thing. <laughs> don't um, worry, I'll try to mute a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they're still going to find out. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, David Puka, Google me. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, the place is about to close, basically. Like the scan place. I don't know what it's called. The documentation. Where they keep the. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Where they keep the results for every every kind of procedures. Yeah. So she's like, they're about to close. And I'm like, but they told me that I could come before five. It's like four o'clock. And then um, she goes, like, let me call them. So she calls them, whatever. And then she goes, yeah, someone is here to get their scan results, whatever. And then um, they ask her what the what the name is. So she says, Nicholas Molaski. <laughs> and then I was like, Nicolette Velasquez. And then she goes, Nicolette Molaski. And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. So then I just kick her in the face she oh was so God. dumb yeah i could she was tell so dumb she was really dumb for real did she did she give that face where like when you said it to her again she goes oh i got it this time no <laughs> no she just she <laughs> was just funny. like they're closed and then i was just like whatever i'm coming back tomorrow then this dumb bit did you ever see her again no she probably got fucking fired no like <laughs> did nicolette velasquez come no but molaski came <laughs> is that we really no nicholas molaski <laughs> so anytime like, it was, like, a joke from my sister and I for, like, the longest time ever. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I would have been so pissed. I was. But, like I said... We can like, laugh about it now. Yeah. We can laugh about no, it No, at the time, we were just, like... It was probably, like, the funniest thing to us because we were just, like, what the fuck? You could have got your results right there and then, not wait a whole day. You had to go yeah. back the next day to get them, Oh, right? sorry. It wasn't the results. It was, like, a CD that oh, had the pictures of the CAT scan. I got you. Yeah. So you, I could give it to my what, doctor. So I got that, what you're saying. Like, it was, like, prior to surgery and stuff. Mm. But Alaski. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just so funny. And then, um, so I went to this, like, cancer camp type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, whitewater kayaking for cancer patients. And, um, I would, like, my cancer friends and I, we would, like, share a bunch of stories that were just, like, really stupid that happened to us. And then they were, like, wow, like... If this happened to me, like, I'd be so mad. And I was, like, at the time, like, I just couldn't even, like, I, it was just, like, such a small thing. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, people have, like, I've definitely heard some stories from them that have just been, like, even more. Crazier. Yes. Yeah. How are, like, did you feel like it, there's a general group of people that have, like, I don't know how to describe this. Like, the people that are going through cancer, you go to, like, this like, camp. Is everyone like you with that mentality? Do you get m- many different scenarios? Like, um, I would say, yeah, I think. Like. Did you feel like you were the only optimistic person going in like no, that? No. No, no. Okay. Um, so the thing that I went to, some of them were like already done with treatment maybe like two or three years ago or like more years ago but um some of my friends like finished um treatment around the same time that i finished but you know we all had different types of cancers 
But, um, no, I mean, we all seem to, like, just laugh at it and, like, get through it together. That's what's up. Yeah. But also, um, so I follow this page on Instagram called The Cancer Patient, and it has cancer memes. So I think that that's probably, like, the thing that has helped me because humor is my way of coping. Humor is the best way. If you can make yourself laugh... It's always a, a little, even if it's a small remedy to a little lasting thing. Yeah. It can make your day. Drake said, laugh now, cry later. He did. I think, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just helped me. Um, but yeah, we're all kind of the same. Like, we just make sarcastic jokes that no one gets and probably thinks is, like, really dark. I get it, Malassi. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Damn, what other stories do you got? That's actually, yo, the, the, the Molassia one's my favorite one. Mm, oh, okay, so not a funny story. Not a funny story. But there was a time where I really did think that I was, like, dying. Um, So this is after my surgery. I well, There was two times that I thought I was dying. The first one was after my surgery, like, when I was still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, woke up in the middle of the night to, like four nurses like taking all my ivs out and then they were like her ivs infiltrated her ivs infiltrated and then i'm just like that blood going in your iv yeah like my iv wasn't in my vein it was like um just in your skin inside yeah and then whatever medicine was just like going to not my vein what the fuck that's scary so um but you're like barely conscious right because it's like early as fuck this is like I'm, like, waking up from surgery. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, okay. So, they were all, like, giving me... I think I had, like, four or five shots, like, in my arm. Mm -hmm. And then all my IVs were moved to this arm. So, that was scary. Yeah, man. Shout out to those people, man. Like, that is serious. For real. Shit. Like, you fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Imagine It was me. I I killed her. Like you know what the fuck that kind of the the responsibility you have. Yeah. Shout out to your nurses for doing a great job. I know. Oh my god! I like when I was not on drugs. I like thanked her. I was like, "Thanks for saving my life." And I felt so bad. Oh my gosh, the ICU nurse that I had the day of like my surgery. Like I was such a pain in the ass because I was constantly like gagging on the freaking tube down my throat and like. It's probably, like, a brat. I was like, like, oh, I wish that you guys could see me, but, like. Oh, soon. Season two, maybe. (laughs) Video. But not not season one. Yeah, when she's making that noise, she's going side to side, by the way. I had to describe it. I didn't want to, like, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want any of the freaking IVs in me. I didn't want any of the tubes in me. I wanted, I was, like, trying to take out the tube down my throat. Were you really? Yeah. Because I, I was, like, gagging. Like, I couldn't swallow my saliva. Horrible feeling, man. I know. It was so nasty. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the times I thought I was going to die. Um, and then another time is, like, when I got home from the hospital, I was, like, really, really weak. Um, I was really anemic and, like, really small. I think it was, like, 90-something pounds. Shit. And then... Um, this is, like, when my family finally felt comfortable with, like, me showering alone. Like, because when I first got home from the hospital, like, they had to give me showers. Like, they had to bathe me. Yeah, they had to help um, you out. And, 
Yeah, so I was taking a shower. I was like, yeah, my first shower by myself. Like, I'm gonna be fine. And then I like really hot showers and um, I like fainted in the shower. Holy fuck. I was like, I was like, Gab, Gab, like trying to get my sister's attention to like help me because I was starting to feel dizzy. And then like at the end I was like, Gabby, Gab, hello, someone. And then like my mom and my sister like ran into the bathroom and I was just like, like I just fainted and then I just remember them like trying to take me out of the bathroom and then like when I woke up um like I Lupe just remember like, said just you're not fucking showering alone again but <laughs> yeah n- my family was like what is like why like they were like I can't believe that's scary that- though man you're gonna yeah. hit your head or something yeah did, were you legit on the floor on the tub because I know I, your, your bathroom yeah I wasn't on the floor in the tub, but I was, I was like, falling forward, like, out of the tub. Oh, shit. And then, thankfully, my sister caught me. Because I was, like, I pulled the curtain aside, and I was, like, yelling for help. And then, um, like, she, like, caught me when I was falling. And people take this for granted, man. Showering. Having the capability. Um, obviously, yeah. you were you were weak, though, because you were 90 pounds, but... How was it adjusting back to getting to your body to normal stand, like for um, normal, like walking again was a struggle, obviously after the surgery, right? Yeah. I was using a walker for a while. Look, how crazy is that? How was that? Was it challenging to piss you off? Um, yeah, kind of, uh, it was a bit challenging because I didn't want to stand upright because of my incision. Um... So I felt like if I stood upright that I would like You were like you felt like yeah. you were stretching it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um So that was kind of that was kind of like frustrating. And then they told me like I have to stand upright because then if I don't like I'm going to end up being hunchback. Yeah, cuz your body's just going to position yeah. in that way. Even though I'm like now I'm like uh sit up straight. Um Yeah, that was kind of annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I honestly forgot what you just said. Also, a thing that happens, a thing that happens with chemo is, oh, I have another funny story. A thing that happens with chemo is this this thing called chemo brain, where like chemo kills like all the cells in your body, good ones, bad ones. So that's why it does that effect. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, after that, I always thought I was kind of spacey, but now I feel even more spacey. Like, sometimes I forget, like... Like you're high sometimes? Not high, but... Memory spacey, you mean? Yeah, like, I just can't remember something sometimes. So I'm just like, chemo brain. You know? I got it, Malassi. (laughs) Another funny story. I'll never forget my second time at the chemo center. Um, This is my second infusion, and... Um... Sometimes you get, like, bad reactions to the chemo medicine that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. And what happened to me is, like, I started getting hives. This is, like, my sister went back to work, so um, she wasn't with me. I gotcha. And, um, and I think that it was, like, the first day of school for her. So, yeah. So my mom was with me. She goes, like, oh, you have hives on your face. And I was, like, oh, really? I don't feel them. And um, she was, like, yeah. And you're getting really red. So I was like, okay. So, um, I don't know. She calls the nurse over 
And then my butt starts tingling. Like, it felt like someone, like, lit a fire underneath my asshole. And then it just, like, tingled, like, all the way up my body. Uh. And then I was like, what is going on? And then I had, I was like, I have to stand up. I have to stand up. And I was, like, shaking my butt. And I was, like, punching it. Because I was, like, my, it just feels like a bunch of, like, fire ants are, like, on my butt. Really? And then, um, the nurse, I think she was kind of new. But... The nurse was like, she didn't really know what to do. And, um, she's just seeing this girl just shake and punch her yeah. ass. Yeah. And I was like standing up, but I was also, they give you Benadryl so that you don't get reactions. I gotcha. So I'm not really, I wasn't really supposed to be standing. I was a fall risk for like, um, like five months. Oh, um, so I wasn't really, spo- I wasn't really supposed to be standing and then, um, I guess the nurse's, like, supervisor walks by, and she goes, like, are you okay? And then the nurse goes, like, yes, everything's fine. And then um, another one walks by, and then she goes, like, are you okay? And then she goes, like, yes. And then uh, my mom was, like... You're not answering, right? The nurses? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I was just, like, like shaking my butt still. And then my mom goes, like, she's not fine. So my mom was, like, Help somebody help and then the nurse goes like okay i think i need help so i'm surrounded by like three nurses they are holding like heat packs or like ice packs on my butt and then i was like i'm sorry but like i just really have to like shake my butt right now and then they were like that's fine and then i'm basically like dancing surrounded by nurses while they're holding like heat and cold packs on my but and then i was like this probably looks so ridiculous to like anyone walking by right now it's like and here's the chemo room and you see something like that. <laughs> yes <laughs> they were like they were like is this weird that i'm holding like a heat pack to your butt and i was like it's only weird if you make it weird facts that and is then, true so i was like is this weird for you and at then, that very moment you didn't give a fuck you just wanted that feeling to stop yeah wow. so from then they had to like administer my chemo slower because um they noticed you just your body was having a reaction to the amount of chemo yeah. that was going in like it was just going it was just like going in way too fast i got you yeah they just sneeze really loud who my parents i didn't hear it oh <clears throat> that's crazy though like i don't know that that's like I, I like when you're describing the feeling like i can almost put myself in that position where i would be so uncomfortable right there i'd just be like what the fuck is going on oh my gosh yeah i would like stand up from my seat and like do squats so that like i wouldn't feel it as much i got you like once i started feeling like a bit of tingling i would be like gotta do squats right now get your mind off it get your body to react to something else yes uh that's smart that's smart yeah with chemo just comes like a lot of things nausea was the worst I was about to ask you, what was the worst thing out of everything that you went through? Oh, okay. So the first time I had chemo, I got really, really constipated. I didn't poop for like three or four days. And then my stomach just kept on like growing. And, you know, at this time I was like 90 pounds. So I was like, it just looked like really wrong. I was like, I don't know how to explain it. No, no, no. Trust me. (laughs) Anyone that knows when their stomach's bloated, just it, it pisses you off. Yeah. Because you, you see the bump. It's like everyone has a bump, but like you can tell when you're fucking yeah. gas. Especially up. when you're like 90 pounds. Yeah. So, um. I remember you put that picture up when you were 
like fresh out of the surgery thing and I yeah. think you, you posted it, right? I think so, yes. Yeah, you were very, very skinny. I was like, holy crap. I'm yeah, like, it was like skin twig. and bones. You looked like uh, someone... I looked like Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. <laughs> but, um... Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so... Um, I was constipated for like three or four days. My family tried um, giving me coffee to go to the bathroom to poop. And then I ended up throwing it up. And then um, I tried taking, like, four packs of, like, Miralax. Not, like, back-to-back or at the same time, but, like, you know, throughout the day. It wasn't working. And then um, we called the oncologist's office, and then they told me to have milk of magnesia. And then it wasn't working, so my family just, like, kept on giving it to me. And then I remember waking up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and then I had... Sorry, guys. T- TMI, but, like, the I had diarrhea, life. like, oh. like eight to ten times, like, back to back. It was so much. Get up, went back <laughs> to your room, fuck, ten minutes later, go back. <laughs> yeah, my I had to, like, wake up my family because it was, like, another moment where I was, like, fainting. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> and on top of that, that's so crazy, man. Shout out to the, the Velasquez family. Uh, for real like i love my family so much they're like they didn't have to do the things that they did for me but they did it and champs yeah i just like i don't know how i don't know how they i gotta go visit your mama i want to give her a big hug (laughs) i remember she called once she's like puka you're not here where are you and i was like oh fuck i don't know how the fuck i was talking to your mom um oh, oh i think she had called me actually i was like she probably went to the bank Nah, she had called me for a bank. Uh, I work at Home Depot, but she got oh. called. <laughs> she, she had called me because she needed like some pieces from Home Depot, and mm-hmm. I remember she's like, "Why don't you come here?" And I was like, "Lupe, I'll, I'll, I eventually have to come in and say hi." And she goes, "You better." So I do owe her a visit. So definitely yeah. gonna happen soon. Yes. But that, those are awesome stories. Did you want to mention anything else? Anything uh, more? Reference anything? Hmm. I feel like I thought about, like, so many things to, to say. say. Don't worry. This is not going to be... I had a good time. Yo, we literally had an hour and 30. You're not... This is not oh, going to wow. be your only episode, as long as you don't mind me inviting you again. So, season two will definitely include Nico. Yeah. Do you have any wise words or anything nice to say or anything even truthful to say that might be... This is your... This is the platform where you can say whatever you want. I, I have no restrictions to anything. I, as long as you're okay with it being said. Um... Hmm. I don't know. You know, just like take care of your body. Like <laughs> take care of your body, cherish it. Cherish the smallest like the small things that you take for granted every single day. Be grateful every single day. Um be, be grateful for the people that you have in your life that really have just done like so many things for you that you know they shouldn't or that you know that they really don't have to do, but they choose to show up for you every single day. Um, and do what makes you happy because you only live once and you only leave once. So for as, as far as we know, right? That yeah, that's facts actually. Because as you far know, as we know, I definitely believe in reincarnation. Um, could be like when you come back as like something else. I could be. I could be uh, someone's pitbull in the future and not even know it you know what i mean 
Yeah. You'll never know. I believe that reincarnation happens, but we don't have the memory from our former lives that... I think that too, because I was like, I think I'm either in my first life or if I had a previous life, I don't. You ever hear that theory that when you're dream- um, when you're dreaming, you're just reliving a past memory that you've done in a former life? No, I you... never heard about that. No? Yeah, it was weird. I, I, I got, I've listened to a video where it says when you're dreaming, you're just, it's a memory from a former life, but the reason it doesn't make any sense... And the reason you can never see yourself is because you're not that person. Hmm. Weird, right? Some Very trippy weird. shit. Some trippy shit. Yeah. And with that being said, you good? Like, do you want yeah. to say anything else? Oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. But yeah, guys, just cherish your life. Enjoy it. Do your thing. Be honest. Be yourself. Hold back for no one. And if you ever have any questions about cancer... I hope that I could lead you into the direction that is most helpful to you. Beautiful. Beautifully said and wise words from Nicolette Molassia. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you guys Peace. for listening.